0: Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good
1: afternoon and welcome back to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I am your host, Shelley Harrison, with another episode of Amplify Your Influence, a lively show featuring speakers, authors, and presenters who are on the cutting edge of top-level success in their speaking business, or they're already there. This show will bring you intriguing people across the country who have successfully amplified their influence on stage, television, and other media platforms. And today, we are talking with our leading man, and I want to add, dedicated dude, uh, lovingly as Connected Women of Influence refers to our dedicated dudes. Daniel Alexa, and we're going to be talking about transcendent living, and if you don't know quite what that means, you're going to learn today, and we're going to get into some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, a bit about Daniel before we get started. Uh, Daniel Alexa coaches dead people. Yes, I said dead people. He brings them back to life by breathing new energy into their current creation of, lo- of self Excuse me, as they exhale the waste of their past. Daniel is a three-time Amazon number one best-selling author, life coach, trainer, keynote speaker, award-winning hypnotherapist, holistic entrepreneur, and transcendent living coach serving international clients from his home base in beautiful Sonoma County in California. So I also want to mention that we, my company, represent Daniel Alexis. So if you are interested in having him speak for your organization, retreat or wherever, connect with Daniel or connect with us at Luminary Leaders and we'll get you all squared away and and hooked up. So happy Friday, Daniel, and welcome to the show and thank you for gracing us with your incredible wisdom today. We're excited to get started. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, Shelly. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. This is wonderful.
1: Yes, I think so too. And we'll make sure that you can get back to those. Uh the tri tips I think you said that you're gonna be that you're barbecuing right now to start your, your weekend. <laughs>
2: yeah, getting an early yeah. start on the holiday weekend. I have two tri tips out in the smoker just waiting to be nom 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 delicious in a little bit.
1: Oh my gosh. That that sounds so good. We're doing that on, on Monday. With not in the smoker though, just on the barbecue. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So
1: so Daniel, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and what gets you pumped up each day.
0: What gets
2: me pumped up each day is knowing that every time I sit down in my office to have a conversation with a client, I'm holding space for them to transform and make a difference in the world. And seeing those ripples go out as their life changes, it it really is my reason for doing what I do and uh, the passion that I bring to it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And I know, you know, you have your own story of coming back to life. Can you touch on that and let us kind of know what, how did that happen?
2: Yeah. And it's one of those things I didn't realize that I was dead at the time that back in 2013, and it had been going on for a while. um, I was in what I describe now as a miserable soul-sucking job. It had been a soul-sucking career for a while, but (laughs) As I, as I hopped from job to job to job and changed positions across a few different companies, I didn't realize that it, it mm. was really depleting me across the board. And I just oh. got to that point where the bingo card was checked. I had the things I was supposed to have to make me happy. I had the house, had my, I was married, um, had the two dogs, had the yard, had the toys. And I was miserable. Mm and oh, then one gosh. day so many people just, can
1: relate to that right
2: <laughs> yeah just yeah. shuffling along for the paycheck or the promotion or the next sale and not living for myself but for living for all these other things and didn't realize yeah. i was essentially a zombie for a few years until i snapped one day
1: yeah and and tell us about that the snap and is that when you figured out you were dead
2: Yes. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was like a lightning bolt one morning. It sounds so morning, funny was... to
1: say that, but, <laughs> but we can have some fun with this because we know it's not really dead, dead, but it, it's just inside the soul.
2: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah. in my office. Um, we had a hot project for my client with a very strict deadline, and uh, that Friday morning, we knew what was supposed to be due. The production manager walked into my office and said their truck, the, the client's truck just left with um i think like the number of 225 units and i looked at him and said they were supposed to be 600 done like no we had this problem Mm -hmm. and that problem like you knew that on wednesday this is unacceptable we need to have 600 done right now and i i i just started shaking uncontrollably
0: and i it was almost like
2: i was outside of myself um I reached in my desk drawer, Mm -hmm. started pulling out my personal items, putting them in a box. And then I heard this voice in my head say, "Mm, that's not enough. And I grabbed empty boxes. Mm -hmm. I took all the books off my shelves in the office. I took them out to the car, loaded it up, and I walked out. Um, Wow. Oh, my gosh. And what happened on the other side of it, I did talk to the owner of the company later that morning, and we agreed to have a conversation the following week. But in that moment of walking away, and just not caring that I had a mortgage to pay, not caring that you know, I, I love to eat. It's mm-hmm. nice to have a paycheck to be able to buy food. Um, that weekend yeah. was the freest experience because there was no Monday to come at that point. And oh, then I realized oh, I've put my energy in the wrong places. I should be living in a different way because now that I'm out of this environment, I can see what what's possible as a way of right. living instead yeah. of living for nonsense.
1: Yeah, and you know, and I can completely relate to that because I had that experience too working in the banking industry and when my job came to a screeching end, I all of a uh-huh. sudden all of this relief off my shoulders and I realized how much that job was really overcoming me. You know, and then uh-huh. I was able to kind of break break free and just find, you know, my next best opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, so for you, you know, um, how can someone realize that they've died? You've been through that experience, but how do people come to that conclusion?
2: The way I remember it, hovering in my awareness or my experience at the time was, I felt like there was something more to life that it, my mm. life wasn't fulfilling there was something more, but I had no idea what that something more was or what the experience of it should be. There was just, um, I think the only way I can really describe it is a bit of existential crisis or dread of like, I'm not complete yet. And when Mm. that was hovering, I knew there was some kind of discord going on and that's all I knew at the time. Something's wrong. I don't know what right means in this case. Mm. So If someone's feeling that uh, kind of churn in their stomach or the stress on the shoulders and they're they're asking themselves, is this this job, is this relationship, is this situation really worth it, worth my soul and my identity, that's when you might be kind of circling the edge of that precipice.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that that's a great, uh, you know, just an example, because a lot of people, I think they're just, like you referred to people or yourself as a zombie. You know, I think there are a lot of people among us that are walking around like zombies, you know, and uh-huh. especially with COVID and, you know, the great resignation. And I think people are finally realizing that there's more to life than just a job, you know, or not just a uh-huh. job, but a career where it's not really serving and it's too much pressure and we don't need to be under that kind of, you know, duress or, or those kind uh-huh. of. Situations, You know, um, we yeah. before we get a little bit further, I want to have Michelle Berquist, who is the CEO and co-founder of Connected Women of Influence. She's going to mention uh, a company for during the commercial break. And I'm going to welcome Michelle back
0: onto the show and then we'll get back into our conversation, Daniel. Sounds great. Thanks, Shelly. Yeah. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. And thank you for your support Microsoft and a big thank you to all of our sponsors and our partners like you, Ms. Shelley Harrison with Luminary Leaders. So thank you for your support. And now back to your show. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Michelle, and, and we appreciate the shout-out, too. Uh, and we are back to Amplify Your Influence on Women Lead Radio with my special guest, Daniel Alexa. And, Daniel, I want to get into, you know, today's topic is transcendent living. And, uh-huh. you know, I know who you are. I've worked with you. And, you know, but people may not understand, you know, kind of what that means and how that correlates with your story.
2: Sure. So there's – The different levels of transformation. We talk about the the quintessential um, idea of transformation is the butterfly, the the caterpillar who goes into the chrysalis stage and then emerges as a butterfly, and now is this wonderful winged creature that's of such beauty. The level so there's transformation. Then transcendence is living even higher above that, of really enjoying that new that new space of freedom and flight and being above it all, where, um, in yeah. the words of Churchill, when there's no enemy inside, the enemy outside can do us no harm, of really being at that oh, peace yeah. place of deep inner peace that the environment mm. around me is the environment. It's not going to shake me off my foundation because as, if, if we were to take this to a spiritual level, my soul is at peace while I'm in this body and you cannot mess with me. And nothing around oh, me
1: can with Yeah, it. that's some good stuff. And, and would you equate that, too, with kind of the universe? You know, what you put out there in the universe, it kind of comes back, you know, to the way that you put it out there. Do you, do you think oh, that it has anything to do with the universe? Yeah. It
2: does, because we're yeah. so much, and, and particularly in certain religious circles, we're told that we're separate from the universe or that divine entity, Mm. whatever, whatever name wants to be put on it, depending on whichever religious tradition we're talking about, but it's all the same stuff. And we're actually part of it. If, if that thing is everything and all knowing that includes us and we're part of this loving universe. And when we start to remember that, that it's here, it's here as part of a loving universe for us to be happy and well-being um, that changes yeah. a lot of the conversation and how we show up as individuals as, and as human beings in situations that it's not about keeping us down. It's an opportunity to grow and expand and transform into something even bigger.
1: Yes. Oh, that this is some good stuff. I, I love it and and I'm all about the universe and and I love the term transcendent living and whenever I see your post on, on on social media I just I really love how you kind of relate that to just being alive and and embracing life you know so ah, thank so you. I'm <laughs> yeah uh, so I and I'm curious because you know knowing that you work with you know these types of people that probably had a similar experience to you or they're just at a point in their life where, you know, they, they need to wake up. How how uh-huh. do you handle, you know, bringing people essentially back from the dead, and I put in quotes dead, um, if you could give us an example of what that looks like?
2: Sure. The The first thing is really getting a sense of as with any journey, where are you now? Tell me what's going on with the situation in life or whatever the situation is now. Tell me about that. And then where do you mm-hmm. want to go? So we we go from where we are to the destination and what's the thing you, what, what would that ideal life be? And in a lot of cases, individuals can't yeah. tell me that in the moment because they're so mm-hmm. mired in the muck. They only see the obstacles and, and the weight. So there's, there's ways we can have that conversation to start to open it. And, um, as we do, the pathway comes forward. I've been, I've been told by a number of people that when they're in a coaching session with me, I'm listening so intently that it feels like I'm actually, to them, it feels like I'm actually seeing their soul, that I'm seeing so deep oh, in them.
1: That could be really revealing. Yeah, that could be really revealing. Yeah. but I, I would imagine if people are comfortable with you yeah
2: they are and mm-hmm. e- and it, it it's funny the work that i do the work of all the giving professions gets done in rapport the the safer the client feels with me or with any provider the deeper they'll go and the more they'll open up and that that you know was a de- an always developing relationship um but if sure. i can when i can come from this place of centeredness for me that i am here totally invested in you as my client um and mm-hmm. i'm i see you as whole and complete as I hold that space for you and ask the questions to allow you to come back to remembering who you really are um, deep inside, that's where the shift happens.
1: Mm. Gosh, I I could just imagine, you know, and, and I'm wondering too, because I'm sure that when you tell people or you, you say, you know, I coach dead people, um, what is the reaction of people when you, when you mention that or, or, share
2: Initially, I get that head jerk double take. Well, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then
2: I get that. What does that mean? And when I tell them, yeah. they suddenly say, oh, I totally get that. When I when I first created that branding for the business, I I mentioned it to my wife, who was a C-suite executive. And she's like, oh, I'm yeah. not so sure. Sh- I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> and then um, just last mm. month, put a video on my website that talks on my journey of coming back from the dead. And she watched Mm. an original draft of it. She's like, oh, now I totally get it. Essentially, everybody in corporate is dead. I'm like, and there you Uh, go.
1: Pretty much. much. Yeah, and sometimes people, you know, they're not the same person. You're at work. You've got this, you know, intense job with all this, you know, deadlines and and pressure and chaos. But then when you come away from it, people are not the same. Would you agree?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we play roles. And we compartmentalize life. when, And and that's natural. And at the same time, until we're aware of who we truly are, are we playing those, are we compartmentalizing those roles without thinking about it and maybe showing up with less power in certain situations and less fulfillment and less full being than what we really Mm. could because we're living some shoulds and ideas of other people.
1: Yes. Yeah, such a great point. And, you know, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, we're still going to stay on track with, you know, transcendent living. And, but the thing is, I know that you're a speaker and you have been, been building your influence for the last, you know, several years. And one thing uh-huh. that, that you uh, did that with is a suit talk with connected women of influence. And it was powerful. Uh-huh. And what I would love for you to share with our audience, Daniel, is what has that done? First of all, what was – how was the experience? And then, you know, how has it supported your business?
2: The experience was awesome because that was just over a year ago. It was May of
1: 21. Yeah, was about a year ago. And it
2: was one of yep. the first person – I think it was the actual first in-person. I think it was, talk, yeah. Yeah,
1: because I – yeah, and I was able to introduce you too, and that was fun <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on stage. And so, in a way, yeah.
2: with it being the first one after the, the the shutdown and the sequestering of the pandemic, it felt like coming out mm-hmm. of a cocoon. On there being on it stage did. with everyone who present <laughs> that night, um, yeah. and it was just an awesome experience to be there and share the story and all the all mm-hmm. the build up, all the coaching that went into preparing for that evening. Um, It it was so supportive and wonderful, and then being there and able to present that night with everybody else um, was Mm. absolutely amazing.
1: Gosh. And and I, I remember that night and it was just, I mean, we were so proud, you know, to see you up there and just the way that you carried yourself and how you delivered such a powerful Sue talk. I mean, kudos to you for that. And and I know that you've used that in your business, too. Can you kind of give us an idea of how you use that to really leverage your influence?
2: Yeah, we've pulled um, short segments to use in social media's promotion, certainly use it mm-hmm. as um, a validation uh, of my presence on stage and how I go about presenting when I'm reaching out to set up um, keynote speeches or even presentations with different corporate entities. Say, here's here's what you can expect when I show up, and it, it's, <laughs> it's it's going to be powerful, yeah. it's going to be engaging, there's going to be some humor, and we, there will be something to take away from it.
1: Oh, definitely, you know, it will sure. not be canned in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. <laughs> No, and you keep it so lively. And, I, I, and it's great that you're using that to leverage and, you know, further amplify what you're doing. Uh, and, and when you think about, you know, the differentiators compared to other speakers, what do you feel is the most unique thing about you that differentiates you from other speakers in your space? The biggest,
2: the biggest one for me is I – tend to speak, while I have a topic and I have talking points, I tend to speak and present from a flow state. I'm present with what's in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I teach, I I teach a life coaching course, I'm there with what's going on in the room with that collection of students because it's, there's always 30 different people every time we start the class. And that brings yeah. a different energy each time to the room. And so mm-hmm. I'll show up a little bit differently, but always in that flow state of flexing with what's here right now that needs to be addressed and how do I address it. And we keep it oh, so right. light and casual that um, even mm-hmm. when some heavier questions come up, we, there's a way that we navigate through it in this space of non-judgmental, open understanding, which is so important um, that yeah, we yeah. find that space mm. where we, we can come to agreement and also continue to move forward in growth.
1: Mm. I love that. I love that. And, and I know that I've seen you speak and I, you know, I've seen your Sue talk and, and I know that, you're one of those speakers that can absolutely get into kind of the, the soul of people, uh-huh. you know, where you, I mean, we just know that you have the best interest of each and every person in that audience. So, uh-huh. you know, that, that's just something that I, I know and I've seen firsthand. Um, so, so Daniel with, you know, with your super busy schedule, you know, I know that you've got a lot going on and, and like women, men need self-care too. So what kind of self-care regimens do you have that you do to take care of you? Well,
2: we certainly have our Peloton here <laughs> that has been oh, a wonderful Peloton. thing.
1: Oh my the, <laughs> yeah, that's
2: been a wonderful a community good. over the past few years. And yeah. uh, now that we're up in Sonoma County and where we used to live at Redondo beach and it was beautiful to to go down to the water and and walk along the beach. Now I can get out even in more of nature and walk around town or get out to um, Lake Sonoma or something and really be immersed in nature. And I also have a meditation practice that every day I take time to center myself and uh, come back to that place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what kind of a uh, meditation do you do?
2: I love to sit in silence or even just in the morning when I'm having my coffee to go outside and sit by the fire pit and just be in that space of no distraction, completely with my thoughts Mm. and focusing into what do I want to accomplish today? How do I make today the best day it can possibly be? And also into that forward creation of where do I want to be in a year and five years and ten?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I know people, you know, they're a little afraid to, you know, sit in silence because they're, they can't stop their, their brain. So for people out there, what would you recommend if they're, you know, not doing, you know, where it's music, like, for example, I, I love the Tibetan bowls and I do my meditation every morning. I, I mean, knock on wood, I've been doing it now for almost 30 days. And I, I mean, I've done different, you know, levels of, of meditation, but I'll tell you those, those Tibetan bowls just really center me, like you were saying, and I sit in the dark, oh. and, you know, I have my coffee, but I don't really drink it, but I know it's there. But uh,
2: uh-huh.
1: for people, when it comes to, to silence, what do you recommend that people, how, they, how do they prepare for that? Because a lot of people cannot do it knowing their mind is going to race.
2: That's part of the story they're telling themselves. So the first is to move past that story. And in that Mm -hmm. story of I can't do it, it tends to, in all the conversation I've had, link back to it has to be perfect. I have to sit in perfect silence. I can't let a thought come up. (laughs) And then the thought comes up that I can't let a thought come up, and then that breaks the silence. So just know going in, it's not going to be perfect. If you yeah. get if you yeah, discover no. that you have one second of silence, that's one second more than you had the day before. And the next day if yeah, you have yeah. two. And build on it because it's mm-hmm. all a building of the neural network is creating the new neural mm-hmm. network going forward that doesn't go into the churn of all the thoughts, creating yeah. it for the peace. and as we as we flex into the behavior of the doing of it. It, mm-hmm. we, find we can sit in silence that much longer. Um, the other thing that really helps here is to take attention away from the thought, focus on breathing, uh, maybe do like box breathing or just timed breathing yeah. of in and out because your brain can't mm-hmm. focus on more than one thing at a time. So if the thought begins to come forward of, Oh my God, I've got to get that report done for work. Nope. Okay. I'm going to focus back on my breathing now and put all my intention and focus <laughs> into yeah.
1: breathe in for
2: 10, one, two, three, four, five.
1: And that will help take it away. mm -hmm. No, those are great uh, tools to use. And and I'll I'll try that because I I definitely love my Tibetan bowls. However, (laughs) I also like to just sit and, okay, not think about anything because I know my mind will race. Uh, But I'll try Uh that. I'll definitely try that because I'm sure I could do at least five or ten seconds with silence. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, I love Tibetan bowls.
2: They're phenomenal.
1: Yeah, they they definitely are. Um, and you know, what you're one of the most thoughtful and, and kind men that I know. Daniel, and you're a blast oh, thank to you. work with. And thank you. yeah, well I I'm, I'm saying that from my heart because you really are fun to work with and and I just love to see your growth and things that you're, you know, that you're doing and and contributing. Um, but what is one thing that people including me don't know about you that you are comfortable sharing? Um
2: Hmm. Mm. I am learning to play Peruvian shamanic flute.
1: Ooh, I like that. And that's a soft kind of a, a flute, right? It's not loud. It's yeah, a very, very similar
2: to Native American flute.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's see if I and can get you, mine do, ready here and do a couple them? of notes. I do. Oh. Um, let me see if I can get a couple of notes out here.
1: Ooh, good.
2: No, no, no. Still practicing. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> oh, that sounds beautiful. That sounds beautiful. No, I, I, And thank you for giving us a, a sample. We even got a little, little bit of a, a flute uh, ceremony there. So thank you for sharing that with us.
2: <laughs> that will go down officially and, and, as my first ever public performance.
1: There you go. Right now, you're going to get booked to to you know perform that at different retreats and events, and we can see it now. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So so kind of going into you know because we're kind of coming to the end of of the show here in just a minute. Uh, but what is next for you, Daniel? You know, you've got all these great things that you've done. What's next?
2: Um, world domination.
1: Ooh, it's world time. domination.
2: Yeah. The The thing that I do, this helping people remember their souls and who they truly are, is to me the the first step in ending all of the nonsensical division that's going on in the world that's creating nothing but stress and strife. I am so tired Um, of it. And once we all realize collectively that we are all part of one thing living on one planet, we can at least come together together in life and recognize that just because we have differing opinions doesn't mean we have to be at each other's throats. We can actually find ways to work together and still have disagreements.
1: Mm, wow. That, that is beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. And I, I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we're going we're to end the show. Uh, but if you think of Toys R Us, if you were mm-hmm. a toy, what would you be?
2: An action figure.
1: An action figure. Which one?
2: Um, my own superhero own... action figure. Yeah. I, I have a character that um, <laughs> sometimes shows up in my office that is my superhero self. The the name is Fresnel, like the lens on the lighthouse.
1: Oh, because no.
2: my I my own. job, my passion, my purpose is to intensify other people's light.
1: Oh. That is you're just so full of just beautiful insight. Thank you. I'm <laughs> full of something. <laughs> and, I don't can know. I... <laughs> <laughs> and and I know our listeners may want to reach out to you after the show. So how do they get in touch with you, Daniel?
2: They they can find me at my my website, which is transcendentliving.com. Uh they can call me at 310-746-5929, or they can reach me through email at Daniel at Danielolexa O-L-E-X-A dot com.
1: Terrific. All right. Well, thank you, Daniel. That is our show today. Uh, We hope you gain new ideas and wisdom from our powerful guest, Daniel Alexa. And thank you, Daniel, for for being our leading man today on Women Lead Radio on Amplify Your Influence. And we will be back for another Women Lead Radio show Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. And a special thanks to all of our listeners in the U.S. and our international listeners and followers, too. It's been my absolute pleasure to be your host today, and thank you for listening, and remember to build your influence authentically
0: and compassionately. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused business-to-business executive and professional women connect collaborate and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.